Hey, 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 everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Pass Your Torch, where we're building bridges and filling gaps. Pretty excited today, y'all. I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling really good today. We should be going to have a good time here today, y'all. Um, I've got uh, two people, two of my favorite people in this entire world on with me today, and that's um, my wife, Dr. Sonia McCoy Wilson, and my daughter, Bronte Wilson. So, so, so very happy to have both of them. Um, on with me today and looking forward to just letting y'all drop some knowledge on us today, y'all. Um, first of all, how are you guys doing? How are you ladies doing? Um, how you doing, Bronte, baby? I'm good. I'm just chilling outside, enjoying the weather. Yeah, you you chilling for real, girl. Speak up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> He's straight. He's straight. You had a good week? Yeah, I just was at work, working all week. That's right. it. I hear you. I hear you. You know what? Grind. All right, all right. How about you, Dr. McCoy Wilson? How you doing? I am on vacation. So I am going to be less doctoring <laughs> and more retired hot girl. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Do your thing. I'm I'm just glad to be in the prison. Being a retired hot girl. All right. So so um I I know I know how good this conversation is gonna be, so I wanna I wanna kinda jump right into it. Um I've been well first of all, I wanna I wanna make it clear that I've I I've I am a staunch supporter of, um, and this is something I, I probably could get input from from um, from YouTube, but because um, I may be off base here, but I consider myself a staunch supporter of womanism um, as opposed to feminism, um, uh, because you know, you know, the history of feminism is not in favor of the black woman. Um, womanism is more family centered more community centered um and so anyway i consider myself uh, a supporter of, of womanism um and i don't know if that's an antiquated thought for me if there is this if, is there a, a distinction i should make um or or that i you know is justifiable in me making or not so first let me pause right there and ask you you two um is that distinction uh far-fetched at this at this point in history or Am I still at least on track a little bit? What do you think, Bronte? You're the uh, youngest generation here, Gen Z. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I was actually just talking about this earlier too. I think that the, um, I mean, I don't really necessarily think that there's much a distinction at least amongst my generation um i think like the original idea of feminism has altered quite a bit especially um mom like we were talking about um with like gender fluidity and like um different type of um what was the word um gender constructs yeah like i feel like they've just become so much more um in depth 
and they've fallen into all of these like subcategories where um it doesn't really I'm not saying like feminism isn't like still like a proper um term I just don't think that it holds the same weight or the same um type of harshness I don't know if that's necessarily the word that I'm looking for but I think just like whenever the word feminist or feminism first came about I think it was um this idea or the misunderstanding that it was um you know just a whole bunch of women hating men and I think there were people who were using that word to um you know make an, an excuse to not like men or to um be against them but I think now at least amongst my generation like I said I don't think it holds the same weight I think feminism now kind of almost embodies the word womanism and from what like my understanding it's like you know like we still we're like we still appreciate men and we still know like they have like um a place and and we still you know do like we just like there's still an appreciation for them but it's also it's more of us you know we just want equality and we just want um like there not to be like so so much involvement between like gender and society or gender in the workplace or gender in this and gender in that like to where it's not even we don't like men it's just we do we're cool with them like you guys are cool but we also are wanting to change society and change the way that we mm-hmm. are interacted with within society. So I think honestly now in my generation, we've fused those words, feminism and womanism together almost where it's mm-hmm. not necessarily such harsh distinction or such like fine lines be- or not fine lines, but like bold lines between the two. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, um, and it, it basically, it's the evolution of the movement um, into like, I don't know, fourth, fifth wave. I don't know where we are. But um, the, 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 the split or the creation of womanism as an outgrowth of feminism was really an intra-gendered battle. It was um, white women doing that thing that I talked about in one of these episodes about that thing um, where they can't see themselves through any other lens other than the oppressor's lens. And so in their attempt to gain their own voice and equality and, and offset inequity and all that, they were oppressing black women at the same time. It was like this movement the feminist movement in say first, second, third wave was always centering white women and black women were just on the margins somewhere. If not treated hostily by white women, the same people who were trying to gain um, freedom, their own freedom and their own um, um, liberation from the patriarchy. And so then womanism and black feminism, because that's also a term, were born. And that's like in the uh, late 80s, um, early 1990s. And so now I think that 
in the horrible times and the wonderful times. Like there are horrible times and there are wonderful times because it's such an opportunity for all kinds of evolving. Um, I think black women and white women have come together and, and trans people and all the other gendered spaces have come together along with anti-racism to just gain equality for everybody and, and yeah. offset inequity for everybody. Yeah, and, and that's that's um you know that's kind of why I wanted to ask that question because like what you're talking about, um, Sonia, you know, as far as the 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 feminist movement and and how black women were still, you know, it they weren't part of that movement. They weren't, you know, that's where um me that's where I am as a black man who supports black women. I still, you know, at the forefront of my of my mind is the fact that Ida B. Wells was, you know, she did more for feminism during her time than any woman, mm -hmm. right? But then when it came time to speak on a on a grand stage, the white woman that's given credit for feminism told Ida B. Wells, you can't speak for us because you're black. Right. You know, and so that that separation is what's still in my mind. But hearing Bronte um, talk about how it is from, you know, for her generation now, and then hearing you in your generation realizing, you know, the change you've witnessed and, and, and making your adjustments, you know, now it's time for me as a black man that supports black women to also make that adjustment. You know, mm -hmm. very important that we recognize who our allies are right. during these times. Intersectionality is the word of the millennium or, you know, post-millennium. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's and intersectionality is is the, the the idea that all of these oppressed groups and systems of oppression um, collide. Mm -hmm. And if you are a black man, you should you should be able to empathize with and support and ally with black women um, who are oppressed, mm -hmm. uh, other mm -hmm. races of people who are oppressed. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a, a, a white woman, you should be able to um, to empathize with all of those groups of oppressed people and see all of us as one voice. Right. And if we all collided, if we all um, collaborated, then we can end white supremacy and, and patriarchal oppression for right. everybody. Right. right. And so, and so that's the kind of intersectionality that is a, th is a thing now. It used to be a, a, a theory for the textbooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, an, an admonishment from um, Black people, Indigenous people, people of color to, you know, the whites, <laughs> basically, to, you know, st st stop um, ignoring your own privilege. Right. You know, s start seeing these issues and these people through their own lens and not through yours, right. which comes from a place of 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 white supremacy. Right, right, right. Ronte, you there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're welcome to jump in. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been getting off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, 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 
I'm joking. No, but that's 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 good stuff. And I don't I didn't mean to um steer this much of the conversation, but I did want y'all's opinion um specifically on that because I always try to make sure that as I'm supporting the black woman, I'm giving her what, what she needs. You know, I'm, I'm supporting her in, in, in the right way. Um so I, I, I thank both of y'all for, for, for giving me the you know, your opinions on that and, and enlightening me really because now I know how what adjustments I need to I need to make to to give y'all what you need. But uh anyway, so we I got I got you two you two brilliant mind. I know everybody already like damn these two brilliant minded women right here. My daughter. I'm 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 ready to say y'all just talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I had, you know, just I listened to y'all talk earlier and um, I kind of overheard a conversation that, that you all were having. And and I, I heard I, I kind of heard Sonia make, you know, kind of a comment about um, uh, uh, men need us more than we need them. Kind You know, that that kind of that kind of sentiment. And um, you know, the man of me is like, er, what? <laughs> Hold up. Hold up, dog. I mean I mean food the shit out of you right now. Like, we fifty fifty. We need each other fifty fifty. <laughs> but I know I know my baby Barry that I know that's not what she was getting at. So so um <laughs> but it it did strike me and I want you to holler at the play about that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, when you when you first brought up the idea of Bronte and I getting together to um, talk for this episode, um, I thought of a couple of things. First, I remembered, and I'm going to have her respond to this, um, looking at some Instagram photos, videos, stuff that Bronte posted, and thinking how just awestruck and just breathtakingly gorgeous she is Mm -hmm. and because I know her and and had a hand in raising her I know that it's just it's 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 not skin deep it runs through and through it's her and and, and I don't say that Bronte to say that oh well it's mostly the inside no she's gorgeous (laughs) aesthetically too right and so I was like you know what you're always on the grind you know be a model there's so many of these chicks that call themselves models. And I'm like, Bronte's prettier than her. Bronte has better like, stage presence, camera presence right. than her. Bronte, yeah, I mean, Bronte just looks cooler than that. She's just, she's just, Bronte every, just Right. I want to be Bronte. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I tell you this, and you're like, am, am I pretty enough? I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and so please tell what? me, like, how you can't see that, you know, I, I don't, cause I think that your response was genuine. You weren't just being that fake modest. Right. Yeah. Um, like, tell me what it is. Like, explain to me how you don't know you're drop dead gorgeous and why you haven't started like using that. I don't know. I just feel like, um, well, one, I don't think that I like really started like having the confidence in myself until like probably like the last few months I'd say like I mean I got more confident like over the past year for sure just like through working out and stuff but Mm -hmm. before that I just don't think that I really like 
I don't know. Like, I was just never, like, confident in that. Like, I knew I was pretty, but I felt like I always heard people, like, talking badly about people who, like, knew that they were pretty or, Mm. like, people would, like, people just growing up, like, they would tell me, like, you know, like, if you think that you're too pretty, like, you'll turn out ugly or, like, God doesn't like people who are, you know, conceited and stuff like that. And, like, Mm. I just really took like that to heart especially just because like I mean you both know like I'm very much like an empath I'm very like a hypersensitive person and like when people say things like I really take that into consideration so I just feel like it was never like to where like I you know was like oh my gosh I'm so ugly like I never thought I was ugly it was just I think I was more so I grew up like, I mean, you know, I, like, I grew up on social media, so I think I more so grew up being kind of, like, afraid to be as confident as I should be, because I always saw people in the comments on, on people who knew that they were pretty and who were, like, monetizing on that. I saw people in the comments just being, like, super hateful and just me, right. and I, wow. I never wanted to expose myself right. to that type of energy, because I know I don't handle it's not that I can't handle negative energy. It's just, I'd rather not. Yeah. So if I see that type of energy being spewed out, like I'm just, I'm not going to, I don't, I never wanted to put myself in in that position where I had to deal with that. Right. 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 I understand that. Um, And it, and you know what it is? Those are the haters. Those are all of them. People are ugly on the inside and the outside that are saying those things and they've won. They, they, they've effectively silenced you. They've effectively diminished you by you um, stepping back, not monetizing, you know, your gifts, basically. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a fine balance with all that monetizing. Yeah. But um, for you to, like, um, shrink so that others can feel comfortable, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, Bronte, especially, I mean, you know, Consider your style, right? Mm-hmm. Your your stilo, your 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 look, your you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I had I had to go back for the folks my age. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to the folks my age. You feel? <laughs> Good Lord, it was only one night too. <laughs> yeah. My folks feel me though. What y'all call? Y'all still call it swag, brothers? What y'all call it? Drip, Steve. Drips, drips, yeah, all that, all that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you, you know, you, you, you are that rare one that is as beautiful as you are, has all that charm, and you be in camouflage, fucking uh, uh, cargo pants with plaid shirts and tennis shoes, and be that fly. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be that fly. You know, and these things, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, no, no, I ain't, I ain't knocking nobody, you know, nobody's hustle, but we got enough of them in, in, in lingerie. Yeah, you're beautiful yeah. with all these clothes on. You feel me? And it's, yeah. it's, it's, people, it's people dying for somebody as pretty as you that, that can be glamorous and be a tomboy all within a two hour span. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do anything special. And, it, and and I'm and what I am is angry and sad that those people, whoever they were, are 
um, made you basically shrink to make other people feel better. Yeah. Um, and when you get a With certain ugly, right, ugly on the inside <laughs> and on the outside, I want to box them all. <laughs> when you get a certain age, you will be like, fuck all of y'all. Right. But I really, that segues right into the conversation that we are having. I want young girls, Gen Z girls, to rise up and not wait until their 40s to figure it all out, to know who they are. Like if y'all knew who you were in your 20s or at least knew your power in your 20s, um, you wouldn't have half the battles that the generation before you and before you and before you had. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just physical power. It's not just what's on the outside of you power because yeah, you're yeah. brilliant. Everybody can tell that. Um, but then that led me to thinking about Rihanna and how, why I love Rihanna so much. And Rihanna's probably now nah, she's not young enough to be my daughter, but like, my younger sister or something. Um, I have admired her almost from the beginning. And I don't just admire her because she's beautiful. I admire her because she's a boss. And she's not a bitch, you know, because people equate when you say boss and you're a woman, you gotta be a bitch. No, it's because she had that confidence at 20 something years old. And she was, uh, you know, self-proclaimed savage mm -hmm. she was slaying them all and leaving them for dead <laughs> did i tell you i was a savage you know her lyric right. um and to have that kind of confidence before 30 now of course she made that song i think in her 30s um and then to show it like all of those men she has left for dead <laughs> You know, they're left in the corner sucking their thumb. And she's yeah. like, you know, under her umbrella, living <laughs> his life. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You know, right. and if I can go, <laughs> go back. Check, check the headlines. That's just a billionaire. Right. <laughs> you know, doing oh. her business. <laughs> her. <laughs> if I could go back and tell my younger self and now I'm telling my daughter uh, a few things one thing is know your female power and when your dad was feeling some kind of way getting his feelings and, and all lives mattering is when I said men need us more than we need them and we're too sad and pitiful to realize it, that we hold the cards. We have the power. And I'm not just talking about sexual power, just all kinds of power. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't realize that. Some of us never realize it. And some of us don't realize it until, you know, well in our 40s or something. Um, that we, we, men constantly think about women. Constantly, constantly, but we outnumber them something like 12 to one everywhere. And so they have the pick of the litter and they have the advantage because they have that patriarchal confidence. No matter what pathetic, busted, frumpy dude 
he still has the bravado enough to step to a woman and call himself a predator and call her prey. Right. Dude, how you look five foot four, 240 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go to the club and get some chicks. Right. <laughs> and the sad part about it is some sad, desperate, lonely, low self-esteem having women girls are going to still keep reaffirming that bullshit in his head. Uh, I, I can't. You don't yeah. think so? <laughs> I, I think you girls just be doing April Fool's jokes and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the females my age are ruthless. <laughs> They're not having that. <laughs> <laughs> But let's say not the frumpy 240-pound, five-foot-four guy. Say, you know, the I don't know who the hot guy of the week is. Whoever the hot guy of the week is, that type. I'm the hot guy. Every, not, not us, baby. I'm talking about my generation. Like, who's the, hot, who's the hot guy celebrity right now, Bronte, for your age group, for your generation? I don't even know, like. Hey, Bronte, like the me little, too. He, they like the little ghetto boys. Oh my god! You know okay. I'm an old soul, so I'm like right. not on that. <laughs> okay, like okay. Let me just uh, point out we're for my generation. Idris Elba. Oh my gosh! Yes, uh, we could agree with that. <laughs> so he's oh, everybody's in generation. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> you don't want to tell that. <laughs> so he he. I forgot dad was here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay, let's just say it's him elbow, that we're talking about. Elbow top rope calling the cops. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I wish he. I wish he would. Oh, now mean, you now you done got him off on us on the side bar. So let's let's picture that guy. Okay. That guy that 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 um is in the you know the happy hour or the um the bar or the party or the whatever, and how women just fall all over themselves, give up all of their everything for the beautiful dude or whatever. If it is him to walk into the club, I might leave with his ass. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Dad would be like, "What's up, my dude? What's up?" <laughs> I know you got that issue. <laughs> and I am talking about weed. I got to make that clear. <laughs> okay, I do something. No, but seriously, um, we have to. No matter how uh gorgeous the man is no matter what a uh, uh, kind of package you think he he brings you know and all the well-rounded all the boxes that get checked off you have to realize that you're worth everything no matter who he is and when he starts if he the moment he starts subordinating you selling you short acting like you ain't nothing but a thing it's time for you to say um it's been good. It's been real. Right. And, and check and leave. Um, but women won't do that. 
you, you know, low self-esteem, not knowing our worth. Um, and not only that, you know, just to cut in real quick, but not only that, um, women have been convinced that all men are dogs. That's how they expect men to act. Mm. They've been convinced that all men are dogs. Well, if they are, then, you know, you need to learn how to tame the dog. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if they if they are, let's say that all men are dogs, then it is not your job to be the prey. Right. But here's what I'm saying. You know, the fact that they've been convinced that all men are dogs, and we've been having this conversation since we met. Yes, we have. You know, the fact that they, you know, that they've been convinced all men are dogs, right? And so they treat all men as if all men are dogs. That even causes the man that's not a dog to lower himself because guess what? That woman that expects you to, to be a dog when you're not a dog, yeah, you're too like, nice. You're too nice. You a punk. I don't want you. You ain't no real. Yeah. It's like Bronte was saying, they want the thugs. Yeah, yeah. the dude that's gonna yeah. smack you around and yeah. um, uh, all that shit on the hip hop songs about mm. beating it up. I think it's like, honestly, like going back to what you're saying, I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I think right. that females are expecting for a dude to do them dirty. So they disrespect the dude. And if you feel disrespected, why would you keep, you know, treating that person with respect? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it just ends up being a cycle. And I don't even, and I think too, like that cycle can often or not often, but it can also start with, a dude who genuinely is is a dog and convinces that woman that all dudes are like that or hurts her so bad that she's convinced that all dudes are like that and right. then it's just like this whole big cycle and I think like too like I've noticed that a lot just amongst the people my age like you know like if a girl's dating a dude let's say and they they break up or whatever the case may be like both of them are quick to go onto Twitter or go onto Instagram and talk about how women aren't shit because X, Y, Z or men ain't shit because X, Y, Z when they're really specifically talking about one person. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so back to my Rihanna example, she, she left all those dudes in their, in, 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 you know, naked and vulnerable. And now one of them did that. (laughs) Now, one of them took to Twitter and started a hate campaign or a smear campaign or a cancel Rihanna campaign. They were just wanting her back. Exactly. And I think that she left them with their dignity when she walked away. Mm -hmm. Something they did, said, whatever, was not in keeping with her standards. And she, she was like, like later. Said, you know, like, Yo, you, you're just not trying to make the kind of moves I'm trying to make. Right. Like, and yeah, I think that's, that's what, that's what makes her so powerful and like so yes. savage yeah. because like, she's never not once had to hurt anyone else's feelings or pride right. or confidence to get what she wants. And yeah, that's right. like, that's like really one in a million because you look at other billionaires, you look at other rich people and they, they've all done something dirty or they've all done yep. something shady to get where they are. Mm-hmm. And, she, yep. and as a black woman, she never, ever, ever had to do that. Yeah. Right. right. They're all kept just real. away from her. Even the Chris Brown, the infamous Chris, Chris Brown 
uh, incident. He wanted her back five minutes later. Mm-hmm. He still wants her. Of course, she's not crazy. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, if you go all the way back to that and all the other dudes afterwards, she leaves them with their dignity intact because it's just, I'm not accepting this because I'm a queen. Like, don't you know who I am? And it's that part. Don't you know who I am? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I want women to know. And I, I posted this a while ago. Like, um, people treat you the way, not only the way that you teach them to treat you, but the way that you feel about yourself. So you mm-hmm. attract people to you based on how you feel about you. So if you keep attracting busted, um, you know, abusive fools to you, it's because you don't really feel that great about yourself and you're accepting bullshit from the get-go. And she has that, had all her life up to the, from the very beginning, that kind of sense of self-worth and sense of value and sense of power that so many young black girls don't have so many old black women don't have and now they're just bitter mm. and so if if i could you know in, in, impact you in any way bronte think about rihanna any and, and you've been you've had like some non-incidental uh, in you know relationships you know at least the ones we know about you you have not had like some crazy ass heartbreaks yeah um and so you have walked away and they have walked away i believe with their dignity intact but know your worth and um you know always view yourself as a queen um sometimes flex that beauty the inside and the outside beauty and don't let busted um sad pathetic um bottom dwellers make you diminish yourself to make them feel comfortable because that's what that's about they're all they're they're put they're discomforted by how beautiful you are and so they want you to act like you're not (laughs) you know (laughs) so that they can feel comfortable around you so that's what that is and i understand the social media thing and not wanting to deal with the the crazy nut job comments and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, get your, get your grind on, you know, make that quote unquote bag if the opportunity presents itself. And I'm sure it's presented itself. Yeah. And I you just, too, just once I grow more into my skin, like I'll be more comfortable. I think that's like a lot of like, um what makes it just harder like just for when my age too is like I feel like there's un- like it's normalized to having to grow into your skin in front of people whereas like before you could grow into your skin and grow into yourself a lot more privately yeah you're right like so you're now, probably like, <laughs> yeah like now like you just have people like critiquing everything that you're doing and it's like well, dang, like, I thought I was doing good. <laughs> and again, but, you got to take that, that that's not critique. That's just um, meanness. Yeah. 
to take that for what it is. Block them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this button called block. <laughs> and y'all don't use it enough. <laughs> like, let, let, I wish somebody would post some crazy comments. Blocked forever. Oh, yeah. My block list is getting pretty strong. <laughs> and just and don't let it infect you. Don't let it get into your skin. Yeah. 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 And and you know, the the beautiful thing about you is that you have that intelligence too. You don't have to be like some of these uh quote unquote Instagram models or some of these industry people who are dumb as a box of rocks but they have a beautiful body and they have beautiful faces. And so they're commodifying themselves. That, that is their, that is their um, cash cow is that skin. Mm-hmm. And you know, that shit's going to fade, <laughs> you know, some yeah. stuff the droop. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but you know, That's unless you saying like, you all know you have to get this redone every 10 years, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Just and go, go to the gym for two and you'll be set. True. But right. you know, the thing you have on them is that you're brilliant too. So you can uh, monetize your beauty and your brilliance. Um, and not just for, and I wrote a few little notes down, for the um, the male gaze. I'm, I'm so sick of the male gaze. I don't know what to do. And by that, I mean that in a patriarchal society, men are taught that the world is theirs, including people, and that women are placed on this planet for their purposes, for their utilization, for their um, gaze, for for them to, as an ornament, yeah, you know, it's a dime piece, an arm piece. Yeah, that makes me think of like, I'll like be with my friends and they're whoever they're dating or talking to or whatever you want to call it, like they'll call them and they'll just be sitting on FaceTime staring at each other. Like the dude is just staring at them. He won't wow. even say like, hi, or how are you doing? Like they're just sitting there like staring and I'm like, that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Like he really just <laughs> called you to just stare at you. That's like exactly. that's not weird to you. I'm trying to roll for a minute, but I got to take boy. As much as I love your generation, y'all some weird motherfuckers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> y'all like, <get> more. <laughs> they just call each other just to look at each other and smile. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that is creepy. Call <laughs> police for people like that. <laughs> it's just staring. You know, absolutely not. And I didn't mean when I said male gaze, I didn't mean it like that. I meant through the male perspective all the time. Oh no, like, I know. That's just what I think of every time I hear that. I thought you were talking about like literal gaze. No, I mean it's a personification of what you're talking about. It is. Or maybe creepy. It could it but but what I mean is ideologically, philosophically. Yeah. Um, when you are um, enculturated to believe that you run the world, then everything in the world is yours for the taking. Mm. And so then, women included, we're we're put here just to be um, 
stuff, good stuff for men to look at. And I'd be damned. You know, the, there's so, it runs very deep. Which is why I'm I'm interrupting again. <laughs> it's just it's just just that, that point you just made is why I don't understand. I don't understand why why there's a even even if the problem is not as big as it used to be, I don't understand why there's a problem at all with black men supporting the black woman. Like, I don't. Oh, this is why. This is why. This is why. Let me explain to you why. No, it's not that really. It's not that really. Even though they love to look at the black woman, and they love black men. You know, it, it, let's say the average black men and not the ones who don't really. It, it, they love us to an, to an extent. Like we have a place and our place is to be purely ornamental. That's but I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> and I knew what you were going to say, but that's the part I don't get is what I'm saying. And, and there's no answer for it. You, you know, you, you can't explain it to me. I can't explain it to me. And, and the, 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 the people that I'm talking about can't explain it to me because it, honestly, it just doesn't make sense, you know, um, as a black man specifically. Well, it it's about power. I, well, you can't, you can't, I, nobody can. You, Wait. Uh, uh, the most, the most fervent Nation of Islam member, the uh, most, the, the most Christian of Christians, you know, the most demonic of demonic, whatever, can cannot get me to understand how you as a black man are aware of your oppression and not realize how much more the black woman has had to suffer just by virtue of the fact that you will say shit like the white devil raped the black woman back in the slavery. If you can say that, bro. Well, it's intersectionality or lack thereof. Because the only reason why that offends that dude is because that's his property that 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 the white man just raped. And that's the it's power when when you it's it's all about power it's all about power and that's because you're not like a power hungry kind of person like even the people that aren't straight imhoteps that aren't you know straight religious right they feel intimidated by a woman holding her own in a male conversation even like a, a group of men sitting around talking about some political issue or some other issue and a woman chiming in, you know, they feel powerful by shooing her away to the kitchen. That makes them feel like men. Otherwise, we're just all equal. And that's the part. When you're power hungry, when you've been taught that power makes you a man, like power equals man then by virtue of you, of a woman being powerful too, that means you're giving up some of your power in order for her to enter the conversation. And it, so that is what it's about. And I understand it completely. That's just not the kind of dude I ever want to be in the presence of. And it's just people. 
you know, they have penises, but they're still people. And they're people who love power and people who don't give a damn. And so that's what that's really about. Bronte, I thought you were trying to say something. <laughs> and your dad hijacked you. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, I'm trying to remember. No, but, <laughs> um, I feel like, uh, I mean, I'm not trying. I don't, dad said nobody can explain it to him. So, but I'm going to try. So, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, Honestly, I think I don't know how it is for older generations or whatever, but I just like think that a lot of the time the disconnect or where like a man, a black man can't understand the oppression of a black woman is because like just going back to social media again, like and not even just social media, just the conversation that I'm I'm hearing like a lot amongst people my age it's not like they're not even they're not listening to each other like they're literally saying the same thing but uh-huh. neither one of them is like they're just yelling at each other like no right. like what I go through is worse no what I go through is worse and it's like what you both are going through is bad right but you're and not see, even realizing that if you actually took the time to empathize with each other rather than argue with each other like there would be a whole different conversation being had but right now like we're in this endless loop of well why a black man saying well why black women always gotta da 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 and then so then you're like okay as a black woman well shit let me defend black women because you're not going to talk about us and then there goes another black man well you're not going to talk about us and then back and forth back and forth back and forth and I just think that like we not yeah I guess we like we've gotten so deep into uh blaming one another that like we can't even see that we're blaming the complete wrong person right yeah right yeah yeah that's like if all the oppressed people just stop doing that shit I mean you know what (laughs) you know what I'm you know and don't don't get me wrong don't don't take this the wrong way but yes, absolutely. All the oppressed people. Yes. Until all of us are free, none of us are free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, right now, I just want black men and black women to get it together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think all these, all these, the same of the whole race. Yeah. Right. Like all because, these I mean, social... think about it. God. Asian men, Asian, Asian women, they pretty much got it together. Yeah. You know, white men, white women, they pretty much, you know, if nothing else, when it comes down to it, they support each other publicly. You know, so we don't even do that yet. Yeah. Yeah. On a large enough scale. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, I get it. And 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 you know, with, with what Bronte was just saying, you know, that's the part that I don't get. You know, I mean, even if even if you were simple minded, you know, and all you do is 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 repost memes, <laughs> you know. And you believe the man is the head of the house, right? I'm I'm the head of the house, and what I say go, and I'm the leader, and and I'm the spiritual leader. And I'm, okay, let's keep it just on on the value of that. How can you not? How can you not, as a leader, understand 
that your quote unquote, if you want to view her as your second in command or however you want to view her, you know, how how do you not But dad, when you're you... when you're seeing things on social media and you're reposting memes that are saying that are poking the fire, like we could be on it could be a chill day, you know, everybody's singing kumbaya, and then here comes freaking the shade room talking about why black women always on the black man about such and such. Like no one right. was even talking about that. Right. No right, one was right. even talking about that. And I right. think that's like something that makes it even harder for us to become like or to come on the same page or to get on mm-hmm. like a understanding mm-hmm. is because we are so popular in culture and media that mm-hmm. we're always the topic of discussion. Right. So hey, you know what? Let's poke the bear. Let's let's throw out how come black right. women always got to do da 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 because it's a chill day. Right. So let's why why not start some shit? Mm-hmm. Right? Why right. not? Let's start this because then it's gonna get our followers to interact with us, and then we get more followers, and then we get more right. money. And it's just like so we're always the topic of discussion, and that's really I think where it makes it so much harder for us to you know be like the people in the, and I'm not even saying that necessarily people in the Asian like like men and women on in the Asian community like get along or on the same eye level but in public like you said dad they most definitely right. are right most right. definitely like it doesn't matter yeah. they're going to stand together publicly because they're right. but that's that's also their culture what happens in private has nothing to do with anyone outside of the culture right. point blank that's period right. but we've yeah, never been right. allowed that We've never been, right. been given the opportunity to have a culture and to have our culture privately. It's always been publicized. Right, right. One, yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Any part of our culture has been publicized and it's been and it's been appropriated. And you know, white folks find a way to make money off of it, so it doesn't belong to us anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my my area, slavery. You want to go back to the slave block, the auction block, and standing up there naked. I mean, how how much more vulnerable can a whole race of people be than to be on auction blocks naked? And so getting on the shade room and showing these horrible elevator videos of Quavo and Saweetie, um, that's nothing (laughs) compared to all the other nakedness well, well, that we are in yeah, our lives. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's nothing because it's 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 today's version of Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah is that it, that's that's open. That's that's open for the taking. That that's there for the taking. It's like Bronte said, a way to poke the bear. Mm-hmm. Um let's air this ugliness and go. You know, yeah. let's watch. See how long we're going to get it, it takes us to get 500 comments. Right. And the and the simple minded ones, like you said earlier, are the first ones to take the bait. Mm-hmm. But people like me, you, Bronte, and others, we're just gonna keep scrolling. I'm not I'm not trying to be a part of this shit today. Mm-hmm. I do not have an opinion today. Right. Yeah. Or anyway, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. so the 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 battle between the sexes in the black community, it's just exponential because our whole um, lives, our whole way that we show up in the world is, you know, oppressed in in all these horrible ways. And so of course the gender battle is going to be um, enhanced 
because of the other ways that we show up in the world and the other things that we're up against. But, you know, the average thinking kind of person doesn't see all that. And so that that you were talking about, about you can't understand these men who that'll that'll never go away. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's ever going away. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think like even though we have a black woman or black Asian woman as the first vice president of the United States, there's still some black bitter black man somewhere. <laughs> I, I mean, shit, we had a, a black man in, in, in the White House holding a high office in the in the freaking world, and we still had black men that were right. So, so we know. love to hate each other. We talked about that in that other episode. Okay. Um, so it's that, but um, that. Back to you as a as a young black woman, um, don't ever sell yourself short for some dude or for any pe- people. You know, she, she talking to you again, Bronte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not listening. I'm listening. <laughs> you know, don't don't that that thing that you were talking about that struck such a nerve with me about um, people telling you, whispering in your ear, this this insidiousness about you need to shrink basically to make them feel comfortable. That is the worst enemy to a dynamic, extraordinary person is those little fucked up voices. Mm-hmm. You cuss them out <laughs> and keep it moving. Block them, whatever it is. If there's somebody close to you, you have a serious come to Jesus meeting with them about having told you that bullshit. If it's somebody on social media, block them. If you need to talk to me about it, I'm here. Because you know, and I'm and I'm and I'm as crazy and as radical and as empowered as I am now, but I went through it in my twenties, and it and you know, it, and and as an adolescent, and it wasn't until my thirties that I like like the 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 light went on, and I started to realize some things. And and just to add to that, real quick. You know, one of the reasons that her light went on is one of the is one of the things that she doesn't want you to have to go through is why she's saying she's there to talk. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Don't ever get in a relationship where you feel like you can you'll risk it all. That you feel like you don't always have one foot out the door. Always have one foot out the door. Wait a minute. <laughs> She's not married gotta, yet. And they, even in a marriage. You got a foot out the door? No, no my foot's squarely in. But I, we talked about that in that <laughs> marriage episode. I was I had one eye open for a long time. Remember, it took you four years to even ask me to marry you. Never. Like, hold up. Oh, <laughs> because oh. th- this is the thing. There, that whole predator, <laughs> that whole predator prey uh, setup. You know that Steve Harvey made famous that bullshit about men being the predators and women being the prey. And once yeah. you get caught, you no, know, is it? Don't get me started on Yes. But there are some very. There are some very savvy predators out there where they'll be a completely different person for all the years that you dated them. And then once you're married or maybe they'll wait a year into the marriage and then turn to a crazy motherfucker. Mm. So I need you 
to have one foot out the door at all times until he proves himself to be the normal person that you met and fell in love with in the first place. Because they will flip. It's that property thing about marriage. That's the real talk. She did that. It just was, you know, it didn't seem like all that because I was a real deal. But yeah, she she did do all that. You know, and mm-hmm. and don't be set. Listen to your gut. If your gut is telling you he crazy, or <laughs> and talk to your damn daddy too. Yes. None of this. None of this, I don't want him to know I got a boyfriend. No. We, we passed all that, girl. You out of high school. And, and you, you, you know, you passed the test with that relationship that you actually let us in on. I don't know if it was your first relationship or whatever, but I'm not going to go into depth. But you were able to make a conscious decision to end that because it wasn't going in the right direction. That's powerful. Usually you've seen it in your own friends. It just gets really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I answer that too fast? <laughs> I know it, girl. I know it. I see it. I see it. Um, before people will decide to, to go their separate ways. There's no dignity left intact. And and however that ended, it ended like very smoothly. And, and you call the shots on that. And so that's your practice ground for when the dude, the love bug just, just bites you in the ass and you're just smitten. You just sprung. You just whatever all those, 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 those colloquialisms that y'all Gen Z kids be saying. It's going to happen. Keep, okay. keep your all head. Right. Keep your head. You shut up. <laughs> keep your head. Yeah. Keep your hands up. Always be looking at stuff. Always be paying attention. Uh, and just and just always know, just like last time when you called me, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I got my I got my pea shooters on. I need to hop on the horse or we good. <laughs> and I'll be coming with him. <laughs> we can tag team his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why everybody got me from Compton? I, everyone, I'm from South Central Los Angeles. Oh my god. Yes, and don't nobody mess with my child. Mm-mm. But they're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have talked about a lot of stuff. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't had to say that much either. That was pretty cool. You said a lot. I mean, I said. <laughs> <laughs> There's a one other thing about oh. womanhood. Are we at the end? No. Go okay. The one go other thing about womanhood, and that I learned early on, but I learned it. Um, because I had no other choice. Um, you know, that whole where you're doubting your self-worth and you don't think you're pretty enough and you pack on all this makeup. I did that in my 20s. The the moment I was allowed to wear makeup, you know, I was grown and I could wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I packed on all this makeup, 
um, to look a certain way and to cover up things. Mm -hmm. And I started to put two and two together when I started to have these breakouts and pimples Mm -hmm. in my 20s, well into my 20s. Like I had to be near 30 when it was just so bad. I did, you know, my critical thinking and I was like, you know what? It's the makeup. And I was wearing a hypoallergenic foundation Mm -hmm. and it just, I have large pores and back then I had oily skin or combination skin and I just couldn't wear makeup because I just had these huge pimples all over my face. And so I went cold turkey and I had to let the ugly pimple show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people at work were kind of looking at me sideways for a few days, but, you know, it cleared up. It took a good week, maybe two weeks for it to completely clear up. And I just never went back. Yeah. I have not worn foundation in all those years, like 20, 30 years. And so you have to get comfortable. Like you said, you're getting comfortable in your own skin. A part of that is looking at yourself without makeup and seeing that even the little flaws are a part of what make you beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I had to stop wearing makeup, too. I just don't like the way it feels. It feels like dirt on my face, to be honest. That, too. And it is. So. <laughs> it's dirt. And it was breaking me out really, really bad, too. So I was just like... Mm. And I see these pitiful girls on um, YouTube and stuff, do, like the makeup girls, mm-hmm. the hair girls, the beauty brand people. And they are so broken out under all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have these long, you know, get ready with me's. And they're talking about the, the breakouts. And I just want to love on this girl and say, sis, it's the makeup. Yeah, like stop, stop wearing it. it. <laughs> and they want to attribute it to all kinds of stuff. I'm like, it's the makeup. If you just 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 let yourself be free of it for a while, and it's just gonna take some ugliness, you know. Maybe you want to take some vacation time, <laughs> <laughs> not be around people while because they're they they've got the cystic acne, and it's just horrible, and I feel so bad for them. Mm-hmm. But that's where I was going when I gave up the makeup, and so from that day forward, I am a mascara lipstick only person and the lashes occasionally when I can stand them yeah I usually um huh I love my lashes I know and they don't bother you so good girl (laughs) (laughs) go with that if I wore those things as regularly as you do I have like all kind of eye infections I mean because I have bad allergies that are not under control. Like I need allergy shots most likely. Um, Cause just even wearing, and I wear a hypoallergenic, like all natural mascara and I can't wear that every day. It just starts bothering me. I could, I just feel there's something on my eyes. (laughs) No, we're talking about (laughs) beauty and how you have to, be able to stand naked in the mirror yeah. and look at yourself, just naked face, naked hair, 
naked body and love you still yeah because if you don't love you ain't nobody else gonna love you I noticed that like a year ago like when I first started working out like I could like like looking at myself in the mirror for like an extended period of time would make me really really uncomfortable and I was like I don't like that like I shouldn't be uncomfortable looking at myself and then like Mm -mm. just like throughout this like throughout like from then like till now like I just like I've noticed like now like I just I like to look at myself like it doesn't make me uncomfortable now and I feel like it's a lot to do with one like confidence but also just like when you don't know like because you know like last year and like over the past year like I was struggling with like school and like not really feeling like motivated and just stuck and Mm -hmm. everything so I feel like a lot of that can attribute to and I think this kind of goes to one of your points too, mom, like, um, you said you want to talk about like smart black girls. I think we all like a lot of us struggle with, um, I think you told me it's like imposter syndrome. Yep. Imposter syndrome. And I think like when it, if it, if you allow it to get bad enough, I think it can like make you uncomfortable looking at yourself. Cause you're just like, so deep into this, like, dang, like, do I really deserve to be where I'm at that like when you look at yourself like you just feel weird almost Mm -hmm. you are doing a a whole narrative of negative self-talk instead of looking at yourself and saying um oh you cute or Um, you know all of those things that you are comfortable doing now you you only notice your flaws yeah and you and you and you hyperbolize those flaws like oh my god my nose is so big or oh my god my skin is so oily or look at my chin you know you constantly criticize yourself Mm -hmm. and and it shows on the outside when you don't love yourself really when it's just you and yourself and you yeah then when you're in front of other people it shows that you don't love yourself yeah and that energy that you give off that you emanate it it attracts the wrong people Mm -hmm. like you if you don't love yourself you attract people who are predators and who ain't there to love you if you do love yourself you're emanating light Mm -hmm. and the right people see that light and they just want to have more of it the wrong people see that light and they want to diminish it. They want to shut the light out. Mm-hmm. They want you to dim your light because it's blinding them and their foolishness. You know, and so I want you to be able to, and you're on that trajectory. I want you to be able to recognize all that stuff so you can invo- avoid inviting those kinds of fools into your life. That's not just men, women friends too. Um, people who are going to have power over you, um, supervisors and uh, folks that you have to report to or, you know, professors in college or whatever, mm-hmm. that that stuff is not, you know, value free. Those people bring all their bullshit and baggage with them into those professions. Mm-hmm. So I think your dad is giving us the signal that oh. we... Yeah. <laughs> uh, every time I try to talk, y'all tell me in a room, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm not there. 
I let y'all run with it on, on purpose. Um, I knew that's what it was going to be. And that's what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I appreciate y'all talking so freely. Um, um, when I have, I have I interrupted any points y'all wanted to make? Um, I don't think so. Bronte, you had anything else for that? Yes, I want to just talk to the audience real quick for all my young ladies out there. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but um, for real, um, I think like just like going off what I said, like just be comfortable with who you are. What me and mom said, like just be comfortable with who you are, be comfortable in what you're doing, say no when you want to say no, and be confident when you say yes, and yeah just love yourself because you don't want to you don't want to put other and I think me and you've talked about this too dad like you don't want to put other people before you your whole life and then you're looking about you know and your life is almost over and you're finally putting yourself first put yourself first now right and love yourself now right 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 Mm -hmm. yeah 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 beautiful beautiful and um you want to say something? The last Just more thing? of what Bronte said. Seize the day. Seize the opportunity. And stop putting an expiration date on achievements and goals. If you don't make the goal in five years, keep striving. You know what? You're going to roll over and die because it's five years has passed and you didn't meet the goal. Um, you know, stop living your life through other people's expectations. Be you. Do you. Be weird. Be cool, be sexy, um, be a savage, be um, know your worth, ladies. Be you. All right, cool. And 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 the only thing I can add to that, only thing I can add to that is I urge, I urge my my, my brothers, I urge y'all, man, to to really think about. You know what your hangups are, what it is you might be afraid of, um, what it is you don't like about what uh, the the uh, have have we decided that I shouldn't say feminist or I mean I shouldn't say woman. It's, it's okay. It's, to it's, say it's like African American and black. Like you can say whatever you okay, feel so, like saying. So if I prefer to say woman, I'm cool with that. You're cool. I'm cool with that, Bronte. Yes, sir. Okay, so <laughs> you know, but no, but seriously, um, you know, let's figure out what it is that is keeping us from fully supporting the black woman. And um, I do purposely, one hundred percent, keep saying the black woman as opposed to just women, um, and I have no qualms about that. Um, but please, brothers, let's let's understand how important it is that we ensure that our sisters, our wives, our mothers, our daughters, our nieces, and our neighbors that are black women are able to to be all that they can be. Because one thing I can promise you fellas, when you are fully in support of a strong black woman, she's not gonna, she's not gonna leave you behind, bro. Uh-uh. She's bringing you with her. And she's supporting you just as strongly as you support her. She got a soul clap, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I promise mm-hmm. you that, fellas. 
you know, and I can also mm -hmm. promise you that I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to worry about if my daughters are going to end up with that dude because they've seen my example and they know what to look for. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get with it. Hey, I appreciate you, Bronte, again, for taking your time out to talk to us. I know about the time difference. I know you, you know, trying to get your young girl thing on. I saw your Instagram post the other day, Shawty. Yes, <laughs> 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 so, yeah. our kids let them let us follow them on social media. Oh, right, right, right. Because they know we ain't churches. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I do appreciate your time, Brontana. And again, I enjoyed it just as much as I did the first time. Um, you, 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 you amazed me again with your insight, sweetheart. Um, yeah, you're an old soul, baby. Yeah, old soul, sweetheart. And I appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you down to do more in the future. I'm not gonna, you know, not every week, but yeah. Be, a, be on the roller deck for it, brother. And, and <laughs> oh, when the world opens back up, we all going to be together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Oh, just leave that jack at home. Right. <laughs> leave that at home. <laughs> no shot glasses for you, young lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first two nights, we ain't going nowhere, so the jack is on full deck at the house. <laughs> <laughs> and me and you just don't care. Me and your mom just gonna cut loose. <laughs> <laughs> have you trying to have have you trying to put us put us on Instagram live? And shit? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a live moment. <laughs> nah. Well, seriously, baby girl, thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Of course. I know I'm did. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Of course, you know I did. Word. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, um, Pastor Torch Nation. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I have. Thank you again to both uh, my daughter Bronte and my beautiful wife Sonia. Um, this is. Kevin Senior, a.k.a. Daddy-O, a.k.a. Pops, a.k.a. Unc. That's a shout-out to all my mentees, because those are the names that they call me, y'all.